Hey, this is Chad Brown. Thanks for checking out Chad and Nate On Demand, presented by SCL Mortgage, the home of MySpecialMortgage.com. Mountain High Appliance presents Training Camp 2022, ready to ride. Here's Schlereth and Evans. That's right, Tom. Don't adjust your your clock, your watch, your phone, whatever. We're going a little extra time today because uh, we got Chad and Nate. They're going to be broadcasting live from UC Health Training Center. But uh, with the Broncos are, it, it, I, no need to go in all the minutia. But just they they can't uh, start out there until about ten. So we'll take you for another hour. You got enough left in the tank, big fella? Um, probably not. By the way, are you still mad at me? No, I like no. I mean. You know, you're kind of oblivious. I, I. So, in case you missed it, yeah. So, so yesterday, let me let me. Can I? Okay, yeah, I, you can. You can. Let me uh, summarize just why I have beef with you. All right. Or as you tweeted out last night, why I have beast with uh, Evans. Yeah, meant beef. You might want to go back and read your tweets. I, I know. You I just voiced your twice, cut once. I know. I okay. just voiced the text, and they so, never come out right. So, you might want to check these things. But so, anywho. Yesterday at practice, uh, you were hanging out in the, the Broncos TV tent area. Nice shade, and you invited yes. me to come on in. Mm-hmm. So we were watching practice. And uh, Steve Atwater was up there. Big Al was up there. And um, mm-hmm. you guys were called over to start signing some autographs. Sure. And you, awesome. You guys obliged and started signing autographs. And so pretty soon a line started to form. So um, Big Al peeled off. And I'm standing there. And a couple times, I didn't realize at the time what was going on, but I now understand with the benefit of hindsight, there were a couple times you looked over your shoulder at me mm-hmm. and gave me a look, which I didn't read, I guess, my mistake. Yeah. So I assumed, hey, this is Mark's element. Yeah. He's yeah. with his people. He's with his fans. Mm-hmm. He's in the circle. Sure. He's going full show pony. He's having a great time. Mm. He doesn't need me anymore. Plus, my daughter was coming out. She's interning this summer with yeah. the, all the stations here in the building. And today and yesterday was a, a Bronco day for her. So I wanted to go meet her mm-hmm. so that I could show her where to go and everything like that. So I mm-hmm. left you. I left you. Yes, you did. And you got all mad. Well, first and foremost, um, I walked over there to sign a few autographs because the people were shouting for me. And you and Al... Big Al, we're having a conversation. Next thing I know, you two are away, and I got a line of 50 people, a bunch of kids, waiting for autographs, and you guys are just chopping it up in the shade while I'm out in the sunshine. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm your wingman. Come get me. You know, it comes, hey, Stink, we need it. Hey, come over. And so I'm, oh, hey, guys, sorry, I got to, you see that. Mm. You know, and because I'm trying to watch practice. And, you know, you're just totally oblivious to what's going on and I'm out there in the sun getting beaten down in jeans and a black pullover. Yeah, can you explain what your aversion is to wearing shorts? Seriously. I, I just you, don't. You don't. You never wear shorts. No. And, and yesterday it was 93 degrees and you're out there wearing dark jeans and a dark yeah. baseball pullover. Well, I've got one. What's your What's your deal? I've got I've got well, I've I, my pins are very. I'm, uh, I'm a 235 pound man on 175 pound pins. Yeah, but they're not. Your legs aren't that bad. Built like a turkey. Yeah, but they're not that bad. And then my knee, my left knee is literally bigger than my left quad. Oh, here we go. So it does look a little bit like 
I don't think you'd really notice it unless you really honed in on it, you know, laser focus. But so vanity. I don't it's like It's vanity. No, I just don't. No, it's vanity. No, it's No, what I'm, I'm hearing is vanity. No. You don't wear shorts because you're vain. No, you're so vain. Actually, actually no. I I just am more of a jeans guy. No, not buying it. No. no. 93 degrees, camp, summer. Gotta be hanging out. Mm-hmm. Should have put and on you shorts. purposely wore jeans. That tells me you're vain. I wear shorts when I'm working in the yard. I put on shorts. Yeah, but you don't have a bunch of people around you in your yard. You knew there'd be a bunch of people there, and you were worried that no, I just people don't. would make fun of you. No, and that's not it at all. I don't. So even, big, I just don't tough, like. Macho, I just don't like. I just Mark don't Schlereth like shorts. Actually, I don't. Don't you know, you're defensive. deflecting right now. This is where you're the best in the business. You're deflecting right now because the true the, the what we're the conversation truly is focusing on you and your lack of wingmaniness. You don't have any wingmaniness. You saying I went full Maverick on you? You just worked out for Maverick. R- hey, what do you think your Iceman? What do you think your Iceman? He was supposed to be in, in, in. He was supposed to elevate the ranks. He's still a private or whatever the hell he is. Or I don't know how the ranks work. I don't know. Either. I don't have any clue how the <laughs> ranks work. But whatever rank he's supposed to be, he's way lower than that. But see, I thought you were having fun. No, you didn't. Yes, not I. Think I, I honestly fun. did. I honestly did. If I thought that you were in distress, I would have come <laughs> over and saved you. But I thought, like, you you talked uh, all the time about how I'm in the circle and how do I get back in the circle. And, and to me, what I saw was a guy who was like, this is how you no. stay in the circle. And you seem to be, I thought you were having I, a blast. I did not I thought you, you were having not. fun. No, you, I, I really I was missing. I saw that. Why would I, would, I, why would I, why would I have taken the pictures? You saw the tweet I sent mm, out. Yeah. And I, yeah. I did so with the mindset that this was, hey, this is Mark being a good Dude, mm-hmm. and interacting with the fans. Yes, and yet what I come to find out is, folks, this is this is what Mark's telling you right here. This is what Mark is telling. He wanted me to come rescue him from you. Mm. Yeah, I want because I wanted to do what I was out there to do, which was, you know, to watch practice and then to provide insight to you guys, Broncos country. <laughs> so basically, this is me trying to help you. And ultimately, Mike just left me hanging like a bad teammate. Huh. A bad. Teammate. I thought I was being a good teammate because I was like, this is, "This is what he wants to do." Like Mike is just like anything to eat here. Is looking for snacks. Not not paying attention. That's not true. No, that's not true. It was a combination of me thinking you were having a good time. Yeah. Well, I guess I've got nothing left to do here. <laughs> there are no snacks in this tent. <laughs> Let me go look for some. <laughs> I had to go meet my daughter. Yeah. Hey, is that your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, next time, mm-hmm. next time I'll come over and lie, uh-huh. lie to Bronco fans. Yeah, just lie. Uh, no. That's what you wanted me to do. No, you, don't have to you wanted you me to come say, over and hey. say, you know, like like I'm on my phone. Right? Oh, uh, hey, you know, and then you know somebody will be able will take a snapshot of my phone and they'll see that the phone's not even on. You want me to come over next time? Oh, hey, stink! Listen, we got a, a import. Raj wants to talk to us. Uh, we we got to go. Just, well, and you'd be like, you'd be like, oh, sorry, folks. 
Yeah. Love to stay, but <laughs> work. Right. You can just, you, you don't even have to lie. You don't have to lie. No, you don't have to lie. You can just go, hey, Stink, I need to talk to you. How you doing, buddy? You okay? A little hot over there. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's get out of here. You might want to wear shorts next time. Right. I mean, that could have been that simple, Mike. So you wanted me to rescue. But it, see what you're saying? You wanted me to rescue you mm-hmm. from Broncos country. Think about that. Think Now that I said it out loud, don't you feel bad? You wanted me to rescue you from Broncos country. You wanted me to rescue you from children. Yes. Children who wanted to get Mark's autograph. They had no idea who you they are. They have no clue. <laughs> hey, fat guy. Will you sign this? They didn't have any clue. My dad says you were pretty good once. Yeah. Yep. So that's what that's what happened, and that's why, you know, you left your wingman. Left the wingman. All right. Well, Broncos country, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I thought Mark was enjoying himself. And I saw no reason to intervene. Next time I will. Next time I will. So if you're looking to get Mark's autograph, and all of a sudden he turns away and says, oh, sorry, got to go, you'll know it's a lie. <laughs> a sham. No, I, no, I a just, charade. No, I just wanted to actually watch practice. Uh-huh. Instead, I was, you know, watching the back end of a Sharpie. Coming up, Andrew Mason. A lot of differing opinions on what we saw yesterday from the Broncos' offense. Are they making strides? Are they progressing? Or is this an offense that kind of continues to just kind of muddle along? We'll get Mason's thoughts next. Mountain High Appliance presents Training Camp 2022. Ready to ride. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Before we get to a Broncos senior writer at DenverFan.com, Andrew Mason, uh, Stink, and myself filling in for uh, Chad Nate for... Uh, this hour, and then they're going to take over as normal at UC Health Training Center. Uh-huh. But before we get to Mace, hold on a second, Mace. Um, I, I I do want to be a good wingman for you. Yeah. So in these situations in the future, when we're out together, yes, and all of a sudden you start to get besieged by mm-hmm. autograph hounds, right? We need like a a code word, uh, safe like word. A, like a sa- like safety word. Yeah, safe. Where you all you have to do is turn to me and say this word, and mm-hmm. I will know. Yes. Oh, he's not enjoying signing fan, signing autographs for Bronco fans. He wants right. to be rescued from Broncos country. So I'll, I'll step in and do that. <laughs> rescued from Broncos country. So we need a safety word. We do need a safety word. All right, word. so here's what I'm going to do. Okay. Because I know our listeners, so creative. They know yes. us so well. Yes, yes, yes. So we want your suggestions on the Ramoslaw.com text mm-hmm. line, 303-713-1043. Mm-hmm. What would be a good safety word? Code word. Yes. That for Mark, means for Mark and I. For me come to, and pull me to be his wing, to be his wingman. Right. Okay? Right. Send in right. those safety words. Okay. And away we go. Andrew Mason joins us now. Good morning, Mace. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Uh, Mace, we're doing great. Uh getting ready for this scrimmage tomorrow. Uh give me your overall assessment. Um how, how concerned are you right now? Mike was mentioning uh, while I was signing autographs, I couldn't really watch the practice because Mike left me hanging. Terrible wingman. Um, but, uh, he said that it, it just felt like every time they dropped back to pass, there was pressure. How concerned are you for, uh, where this offensive line currently stands right now? Pretty concerned, especially on the right side of the offensive line. That seems to be the pressure point more often than not. And uh, just like yet yesterday, I mean, I had, I, I had 
I had near or full sacks. And when I say a near sack, I think Russell Wilson would have gotten hit, which is also something you got to watch out for. For, for, for Malik Reed, for Bradley Chubb, for Draymond Jones, uh, Josie Jewell had basically missile lock on, uh, on Russell Wilson at one point and then, and held up and Deshaun Williams had a couple more pressures. I mean, it's the thing, it's, if it happens one day, you know, you, you can kind of brush it aside, but it's happening on multiple days, uh, since they first went to shells and then went to pads. And so it's, it's the, the pad, it's the, repeating pattern nature of it. That's I I think a concern right now. What about looking at it from the optimistic side of things is that the Broncos defense is just that good. And the pass rush could be that good. Could be. And that's why we're going to get a very interesting answer tomorrow. When uh, they, when you go up against another, uh, another front seven, that's pretty, that's pretty good as well. I mean, it is, does Dallas have a similar level of success? Um, does Dallas do even better? I mean, with you know, with with Micah Parsons kind of be move, moving around and how they use him, I think that's. I think we'll probably we'll pro- we'll get a little bit more illumination in this. I think the, the thing that would have given a lot of illumination, frankly, is if you were going against a defense that wasn't that great and and pressure was still coming in, kind of like last year when you go to Minnesota. Minnesota's defense wasn't all that good; it was getting old, and yet the quarterbacks still struggle when they went up against the Viking first team defense, which was a, uh, which was a harbinger of what was to come. Um, change up in practice. Mike mentioned uh, that uh, during the course of practice, they did some one-on-ones uh, Nathaniel Hackett basically saying, Hey, this was Zach Azani's idea. He wanted this. He pushed for this. Um, what do you make of them kind of doing some of those things that they haven't been doing in camp and have been getting, frankly criticized by a, a lot of us on air, not myself, but a lot of the former players on air for not getting those things done. Well, in particular with the one-on-ones, I like the, I like the fact that he has the willingness to be flexible and listen to, to, to the suggestions of his coaches. And if, you know, if you've got Zach is on, saying, Hey, we need this. Let's find a way to incorporate that. I, I like the fact that he wasn't rigid and said, no, we're, we're going forward. I think the question is that how, what, at what point do we start saying that for the offensive and, def- and defensive line? Because, I mean, I think there there is a little bit of a concern for me about not having one-on-one O-line versus D-line and, and edge rushers. And one interesting thing about that is, find, is looking back and finding some sentiments from uh, Matt LaFleur, of course, where Nathan- uh, under whom Nathaniel Hackett worked in Green Bay, from 2019 and LaFleur talking about how it, seven on sevens don't really have use, but we still need to find a way to get the big guys, those one-on-one reps. And we haven't had that yet. And so I wonder, you know, that's one thing that I think still is, is, is kind of, is, is kind of missing. And I'm st- and I'm surprised that we haven't seen it even for a period. Busy with Andrew Mason, our senior Bronco writer at denverfan.com joining us on the Johnson auto Plaza hotline. We await the Cowboys' arrival tomorrow. Can you give us some insight? Because I, I, I'm just not a fan of the one-day joint practice. I just think that you get more out of two days to see how one team comes out and maybe sets a particular tone on the first day and then see how the other team responds in day two. I just, I just think you get more out of two days. Can you share with us what went into the decision to just go one? couple of things. Number one, the, the Cowboys do have some further joint work coming up. And so 
it's a quite, they, they didn't necessarily want too much. Another thing, as I've been told, is that you know Mike McCarthy isn't the biggest fan of joint practices, but this is something of a a favor to Nathan, Nathaniel Hackett, and there are you know there, there are some uh, connections obviously between. Uh, uh, but between the two two of them, not direct, but uh, the, there's familiarity and respect between uh, the, those two coaches who have been in Green Bay. And one day was kind of the was kind of the compromise, as it were, that uh, Broncos would have loved to have had two, but it didn't work out. Now that being said, I think uh, the one question that's one maybe worth getting to the bottom of next week is they could have gone to Buffalo and done a couple of joint practices before the game next week, why didn't that come to pass? And I, and that may have, may have its origins in, for, in competitive reasons because you have a couple of teams that are in the same conference, and usually the, you see these joint practices coming between teams of opposite conferences. That's the way it's almost always been for the Broncos, um, except when they did the Texans back in 2014. And maybe it's one of those things where – there, you know, you have two teams that are going to be com- potentially competing for the same thing, both in the in the Super Bowl contention mix, as it were. And perhaps there was a, a little bit of not wanting to give too much away to each other, and that's why that didn't happen. But uh, you know, you've got some teams that are having four joint practices over the summer, and the Broncos are only getting one. And as preseason games are being de-emphasized, these become more important. So I think basically it's better than nothing, but it's not what the Broncos would have wanted. Uh, Mace, what are you looking for tomorrow? What, 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 what do you need to see from the Broncos team to give you some pause and to make you feel like we're on right uh, on the right track? I'd like to see. I think going back to the offensive line, I'd like to see a good job done, done protecting Russell Wilson against the uh, the onslaught that that Dan Quinn's going to try to going to try to have from his defense. I, I also I'm going to put less on this, especially if you don't have your top line receivers, but. I want to see how I, I want to see how the pass catchers look against a different set of def- defensive backs, and then on the defensive side, um, you got you know we, we talked about earlier. Mike Evans mentioned it. Maybe the defense is that good. It's just that good. Do, do we see Draymond Jones and Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed and everybody getting the same kind of pressure on Dak Prescott that we see on Russell Wilson? And if if they do. Maybe we will feel a little bit better about where about what the Broncos are doing in pass protection. You know, we're so used to these joint practices in the post Manning era revealing something wrong with the Broncos and that ends up carrying forward to the season. Maybe this is this is going to be a practice that reveals something right about them that we weren't quite aware of going in. All right, Mace, man, we appreciate you. Have great uh, have a great time out there today, and uh, look forward to talking to you tomorrow. No problem, fellas. Take care. Have a great day. Andrew Mason, our senior Bronco writer at DenverFan.com on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. What a famous former Cowboy has to say about what the Broncos are getting in Randy Gregory. Share that with you coming up next right after Spilly. Tell us about the fun night at the ballpark last night. Mountain High Appliance presents Training Camp 2022. Ready to ride. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Yeah, filling in for uh, one hour for Chad and Nate. They'll uh, take over at 10 o'clock live from UC Health Training Center for Broncos practice. Earlier in our show, we had a chance to visit with Daryl Moose Johnston. Mm-hmm. Great cowboy fullback. Yeah. 
you kids out there. Go look up what fullbacks used to look like. Oh, just a glorified guard. Look at the size of the shoulder pads. (laughs) Look at the shoulder pads. It's a monster. (laughs) Also a uh, Fox NFL analyst like you. Mm -hmm. Been doing it for, what, about 20 years now? Probably longer than that, 20, 22 years, something like that. But he lives in Dallas and Uh uh, certainly knows the Cowboys very well. And so we we're curious, asked him, what are the Broncos getting in former Cowboy Randy Gregory? Well, tremendous upside if if he's taking care of his business. You know, I, I think Dallas was surprised, uh, which they shouldn't have been, right? The, the biggest driver in these situations is always going to be finances. Um, Dallas was very, very loyal to Randy Gregory. Stood by his side, helped him navigate some of his demons, um, got him to the point where he was going to have an opportunity to hit the free agent market. Uh, and command a big salary. Um, we talked about Dallas being strapped uh, on their salary cap and, and not going to be able to match that number. So, um, you know, I I think they may have been surprised that there wasn't a little bit more loyalty there, um, but a guy's got to do what a guy's got to do. And, you know, when, when Randy Gregory is on, he, he is he is tough. He is tough. He's the one guy that really kind of stood out in that San Francisco game um, to finish up the year in the playoffs. Uh, I, I remember when they were debating drafting him and, and how highly Rod Marinelli spoke of him and just, you know, what a difficult decision it was going to be because of the issues that he had. Um, and, and would he be available? You know, that's, that's the biggest question, you know, is, is availability. Um, you know, hopefully he's got all that behind him. He sees the potential um, that, that he can, that can, he can have a nice NFL career. So Denver's got a, a very good edge pass rusher who's underrated, um, you know, as, a, as an all-around defensive end, you know, in the run game as well. Um, and, and if he is in the right frame of mind and, and has got everything in place in his personal life, um, they've got a good player. They've got a very good player, and, and Dallas lost a very good player. Moose, you've been doing this for Fox for, gosh, 20-plus years, right? I mean, it's just been an incredible run, and I'm sure during that time you've covered Russell Wilson a ton. Um, what is it that sets him apart, and what are your expectations for the Broncos with Russell Wilson? He's definitely one of those one of those high tide type quarterbacks. You know, he he, he makes everybody a little bit better. Um, he's a lead by example guy. Uh, he's a grinder. Um, he he's got incredible leadership skills. He thinks about the game in a way that's very unique. I remember we had him early on. And he had transferred from NC State to Wisconsin for his last year. And, you know, we kind of talked about that. And he said, well, the reason I did that is as I looked across the college landscape and I knew the knock on me was going to be my size. And how is he going to perform in an NFL pocket? And so I wanted to find the colleges with the biggest offensive linemen that I could play behind and kind of negate that, that theory that the NFL scouts were going to talk to me about. So he's just, he's very conscientious. He's very forward thinking. He's very smart. He's very calculated. Um, guys will love him. They, they will fall in behind him. Um, and he's got that unique ability uh, and, and whether it's a coach or a quarterback, he has that ability to inspire everybody around him to earn his respect. And, and it's a very unique skill. I mean, Troy had it. You want you wanted Troy to respect you as a player. You know, my high my college running back coach Jim Hoffer, um, you know, is, you know changed my life. And, and I wanted Jim to respect me as, as a good football player. And and Russell has that that unique ability where he's going to inspire people to want 
to want to play hard so that Russell respects them uh, as a teammate and a player. Good stuff from uh, Moose Johnston. By the way, I I just was kind of because I was wondering when he started his broadcasting career. So I looked on, you know, the Wikipedia page. I Googled him. And um, very, like, our our lives run in very similar tracks, although I was born in Alaska. He was born in New York. Um, both of us, I'm, I'm 16 days older than he is. We were both drafted in 1989. We both ended up playing for, like, 12 years. And both started our broadcasting careers, media's pin him at Fox in 2001. Wow. Both three-time world champions. And neither one got asked right. at the Fox Summit about the back-to-back champions. About what it takes to be a back-to-back champion. Guard and a fullback. Yeah. Just goes to show you. Ignored. Completely ignored. Kind of like the way you ignored me yesterday when I was signing autographs and needed a safe word. Maybe yeah. it's my maybe it's my fault for not having a safe word. Well, that we're going to rectify that with yeah. the help of the listeners. So, what happened yesterday? Total case of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. I thought you were in your element. Mm-hmm. I thought you were having fun, and I thought you could sign autographs all day long. So yeah, I, 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 I found yeah. I found no need to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. And uh, cause a diversion, right? Basically, lie to Broncos country just to to give you a, a escape hatch. So, what we've decided, with the help of the listeners, is we need a safe word. So, in this situation, in the future, all you have to do is look over to me and say this word, and I will know immediately. Okay, Mark's not having fun. Mark doesn't want to be with Bronco fans, so I need to go save him. I got to be a good wingman. Man, so, man, you were really trying. You're going out of your way to make me look like a just a Richard Nine. But yeah, I appreciate that. So, do we you. go with just a word, or can it be like a phrase? It can. Uh, it can be yeah, either or. Okay. It just depends. All right, on, so, here's some of the ones that that have, that right. have come along. Tell me. So, yeah, I got to think about this. I got like I'm I'm signing an autograph. Right. And at this point, it's hot. It's hot. I'm sweaty. I want to see you practice. Refuse to wear shorts. Right. And I want to get out of there. Right. Because it's, your you got your knee is bigger than your quad. Yeah. So. You you right. turn to me and you say I say save the button save the button okay uh huh you turn to me and say sausage fingers sausage fingers okay all right okay you turn to me and you say pop music pop music okay I like that I like that or You've had it with Broncos country, and you turn to me and say, GB zone. GB zone. Or can I just add one here? Because this is how these things evolve. Uh huh. If I'm just signing and I'm just, you know, got my smiley face on, uh-huh. oh, thanks for signing. Hey, no problem. No problem. It's great to see you. Hey, thanks for coming out. I really appreciate it. Shooby dooby doo up. <laughs> that might be a little bit obvious. How about these? Just okay. single one words. All right. Poolside. Poolside. Khakis. Khakis! Or, I think it was in front of us all along. You look over to me, and you just say, Paxton. Paxton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, this you know one, pretty boy. this one just came in. I like this one. Or, mm-hmm. you look over and you say, Ayahuasca. 
Ayahuasca. The psychedelic drug that right. Aaron Rodgers took. How about this? Ayahuasca. How about this? Let's ride. <laughs> uh, he was high. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. I will pick one. Mm-hmm. So that in the future, I'll know <laughs> to come save you. I just saw just right off the like the first thing that my eyes went to. Dick Trickle. <laughs> I, I I completely misread the situation. I thought yeah. you were just Yeah, just I thought this is And I did think about it. Well, I like this one though. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> but it it's gotta be but it can't be to the point where really eager Small children Bronco fans know that you're looking to escape. If you start, it's got to be something that's something. They don't even know who I am. They don't know who I am. They're still children. I believe the future and the children. And maybe sign the graphs and let them bleed. You don't think that you don't think that maybe the dad's like, hey, that's that's Mark Schlereth. He was a great player for the Bronco teams that won Super Bowls back mm-hmm. in the day, and, and he's the guy I listen right. to on the radio, and right. he's the guy we wa- on TV sometimes when we're watching Bronco games, and, and he's and the guy on the TV. The kid goes, and the kid goes, how many sacks does he have? None? Oh, okay. No, he gave up sacks, son. <laughs> he has won three Super Bowls. They don't care. Kid's like, is he a skill position player? Yeah. How many catches did he have? I was like, uh, regretfully, no. How many touchdowns did he have last year? As many as Jerry Judy. Oh, 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 oh what? Oh, wow. Oh, oh, what? Whoa. 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 That escalated this, quickly. This was just a fun little that, game. That we're, escalated we're just quickly. Having a little fun game wow. here. And, uh, woo. Yeah. Wow. Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Good goal with Vandals. Vandals. Vandal Vandals. alert. Vandals. Look over at me. Uh, <clears throat> Mike. Bad alert. Vandals. All right. Next time. So, yeah. hey, listen. Bronco fans, next time you're in a line to get Mark Schlereth's autograph, and uh, all of a sudden you see me walking over, mm. understand Mark's giving me the signal that he's had enough of you. Okay? <laughs> Hey, you guys can understand that what? I was no. they're trying to watch. If Russell practice. Wilson oh. can sign autographs not every during the middle of team period for forty five minutes, I think Mark Schlereth can take time to sign everybody's autograph. I and did you end up signing everybody's autograph? Yes, I did. And was did anybody go away unhappy? No. Did everybody get an autograph? Yep. Then you know what? You did a good thing. I well, I I. No, that's 100%. But, like and I you know said, what? You and know I don't what? mind signing autographs. I just want to watch practice. I rescued you from yourself. Huh? Yeah, I rescued you from yourself. Instead oh, of my... rescuing you from the fans, I rescued you from yourself. Yeah. And I, I still I help, on the I text help, line. I, I, still get the, I, I still get the pearl clutchers out there. We made your... We made your yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Man, we're just having some fun. Yeah, come on now. Well, we were having fun until, yeah, until you got on the text line. Well, no, we were having fun until all of a sudden Jerry Judy got mentioned. And then there was like a chill just came oh. in the air. Watch out, Doc. It was like a chill just came oh, yeah. in the air. Bugs? 
Man, oh, man. That's going to that's gonna come back to haunt me. All right, coming up, we will uh, get set for handy things off to uh, Chad and Nate. Also, we will tell you where we'll be tomorrow morning bright and early. Can't Ooh. wait for this. That's next. Mountain High Appliance presents Training Camp 2022. Ready to ride. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Don't worry, nothing wrong with Chad and Nate. They're uh, going to be coming your way at 10 o'clock here from UC Health Training Center. Uh, it was the way the, the schedule worked out for uh, what was going on over at the, the facility. And so they're coming on at 10. Mm. And we're just hanging around for an extra hour. And we'll be out there tomorrow morning, our first and uh, only show. Guys, right. You know, they changed up the practice times this year, starting at 10. Mm-hmm. So... We just haven't been out there, but we'll be out yeah. there tomorrow. Special occasion with the Cowboys. Although yeah. that practice tomorrow doesn't start till eleven. For those of you who are thinking of going out, doesn't right? Start till 11, eleven to one. Yeah. So what are we going to do between our show at nine and eleven? Well, I mean, we should make some plans. What are we going to do? Well, maybe you should talk to the um, groundskeepers. There's probably going to be some final ground. Oh, I could talk groundskeeping preparations I before talk they, to they Brooksy come out. If they need some help, be Brooksy will list. Do a little work for him. Not a bad idea. Get a little work done in my jeans. <laughs> you got to stop being so vain. It's not vanity. You are vanity. It's, it's total vanity. vanity. It's total vanity. It's not vanity, Mike. Because you, you brought it up right away. Somebody brought up yesterday, geez, Mark, why aren't you wearing shorts? And you're like, well... My legs are kind of spindly, and um, yeah, I also just, have a because of all the knee injuries I had. I had a that's um, fake humility. I, I had, I had. A, not, my, my knee is actually bigger than my thigh, and can uh, you not understand? Hey, you mimic my voice all the time. By the yeah. way, somebody asked if um, it's fake humility. If we could make if we could make a regular seg- segment, Evans College Student. <laughs> so we had so we had Moose Johnston on. We just played a little bit of the right. interview, but the whole interview started with the fact that. Uh, Moose went to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Moose and I were classmates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a freshman and a sophomore, he was a junior and a senior, so I got to watch him play. Right, and get his and, autograph. And of course, you mocked me as right. being, uh, you asked Moose if uh, he and I hung out. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you did so in a... In a voice that now people are like, hey, can we make this like a daily or a... I can't regular, even remember the voice you know, I the, used. The Evans College student voice. It was, <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Mr. Moose. Would you sign my autograph? I'm into journalism school. I'm going to be a great broadcaster one day. I'm going to be a really good broadcaster. Maybe someday I'll call your game soon. Yeah, what I can't even remember the voice. I'm sure it was, close. It was close to that. Was something of that. We nature. could probably fever could probably go back and find, find it. it. And then I could and then I you could, could start mimic to, it. You could start to like, yeah. you know work on it. You know, in the mirror. You know, like voice, right. voice coaching in the mirror. All right. Know? Then I got to keep. I got because I I tend to as I get going, I tend to cross over. You'll cross into, over. I'll cross over. You'll cross over into Professor Zeus. Right. You'll cross over into my uh, German guy. Sh- German guy. You'll start to mix in some Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you got to you got to try to find a way to keep that voice, you know. Yeah, keep it separate, dialed in. Well, there's certain there's certain cadences in words that get you right back into, you know, going to Professor Zeus or going to somebody of that nature. So you just have to be. You just have to be. It's got to be so focused, Mike. Later on today, we will hear from the new Broncos ownership. Everybody expected to be there except for F1 driver Sir Lewis Hamilton, who I'm sure has a very busy uh, schedule going on this week.
what do you, what do you expect to to hear? There'll be a lot of questions about stadium plans. And sure. I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I don't fever if you can bring up that Stan Kroenke soundbite that we used earlier. For for those who are like, hey, we're fine with what we've got. We like the stadium right where it is. There's no need to go out into uh, East Kansas to uh, right. to, uh, to to build a stadium. I, I just I just don't think you're going to get your wish. I I see this group. This group is too too big. It's it's too too much big money. It's right. too much uh, huge huge personalities. Huge. Huge business resumes. I, I just can't imagine that this is a group that's prepared to come in here and just kind of quietly sit on the sidelines and, and maintain the status quo. I think I, I think agree. their idea is to come in and do something big mm-hmm. um, when, it, when it comes to the stadium and what's going to be around their vision of the stadium. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. The other thing I think is, um, you know, that you're in this. You, you got in this business, one, um, you know, you listened to Rob Walton speak, and he talked about the stewardship of this great franchise. That's important, and I believe I believe that you're a public trust, right? You are you have a responsibility to the Broncos country and to the fans and and all the people across the nation, and obviously to continue this uh, to continue the Broncos' rightful place in the National Football League is one of the crown jewels. So that's a big responsibility, but also um, you're a business person and you've amassed a great deal of wealth. You haven't done it not being visionary and and just kind of playing the status quo. And where can you create and generate more revenue and grow your, grow your base or grow your, you know, grow your financial footprint? And that is a new stadium with a stadium town around it and all the commerce that, that comes with that. That's how you create value. So how do you take this from what do they pay for it? Four four point something billion dollars for this franchise? The highest the highest franchise. How do you get it to where the Cowboys are mm-hmm. are estimated over five and a half yeah. billion? Right? You do it. I mean, look what the Cowboys like. Like if you go to to Dallas, not only do they have the stadium there in Arlington, right, but you go to where they're where the they just call it the Star in Dallas, where their practice facilities are, all the things that surround it's it's tremendous. Yeah, it's incredible. I, and there is a, a certain part in the pun keeping up with the Joneses is that if you're this new group, you look at your relationship, your your literal relationship with Stan Kroenke and mm-hmm. what he's done in L.A. and the palace sure. that he built there and how they got a Super Bowl and how everyone raves about what that stadium's like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a certain amount of, of competition that, sure. that exists there. And I can tell you, as somebody who grew up back in, in New England, um, the Patriots, they played in a high school stadium for years. It was oh, a, yeah. it was a glorified high school stadium with literally nothing around it. But I think there was a, a, a horse track nearby. But it was just fields. Uh, yeah, it was a little two-lane, like, like one lane each way, two yeah. lane road going in and out, and that's it. that's it. And they were just empty field. Great for tailgating, awesome for tailgating because I mean sure. you, could, you could you could get right up close to the stadium and, and tailgate. But uh-huh. and then Robert Kraft, he he turned it into a you wouldn't recognize it. Seriously, if you took a, a before and and now, you, you wouldn't realize you were looking at the same space. And it's all developed, now. dude. I when I went and called a game there last year, and I go back to you know a, a playing there. 
um, quite often. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, I played there the day, quite yeah. often. Hey, Skalaleret. Yeah. Um, what? Like I didn't. One, it's all high. It's like big highways now, and there's like that is like Patriot Town, man. Mm-hmm. It's not only the stadium, but there. There are restaurants, restaurants, movie theaters, hotels, yeah. Enter- yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. It's like an entertainment district yes. now. Yes, and that's that's how they view it. They're like, look, we, we've got a football stadium that we use eight, nine times a year. Maybe throw a few concerts in there. Mm-hmm. They don't have a retractable roof there, by the way. No. So there, there's limits to what they can do in that stadium, but they still have you know concerts yeah. and things like that. But they're, I they had know. a concert the night before I got there to call uh, to, to to do the interviews on Friday afternoon. You know, you go over there to mm-hmm. do the interviews and up in Robert Kraft's suite, and they had this. They were taking down because the game was Sunday. And they were taking down the stage, and um, I'm like, "Well, oh, there was a, was there a concert here last night?" Well, yes, it was a Mr. Kraft had a private concert last night for 250 of his closest friends. Really, who was it? Uh, the Stones, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, the Rolling Stones. Yeah. performed to 250 people. 250 people in a private concert in okay. Gillette Stadium. All right, now that there, there's money, there's big money. And then there's bleep you money. That is bleep you money. You know what? Kind of bored. Hey, the fall is just kind of trudging along. Sick of all this mask wearing nonsense. You know what we ought to do? Let's invite Lovey and the rest of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I talked to Mick yesterday. <laughs> I say, Mick, this has just been one of the most unbearable falls I've ever been through. What about you and the boys coming over and playing a concert for me and my friends? <laughs> Dude, I'm like, that is just that's, like up yours that's money. That's a flex <laughs> right there. <laughs> but, yeah, so the the point of the matter is, is that, that that's become a entertainment venue. It's an entertainment, uh, uh, it, it, and it's the kind of place you can go to, even if there's not an event at the stadium. And there, you can go there for dinner, you can go... Uh, have a night out, go to a mm-hmm. movie, whatever. And that, I think that that's what this group will be looking to do. We'll hear from them uh, later on. I think they're scheduled to speak around 1, one o'clock. So we'll have certainly all the highlights uh, and carry that for you here live on The Fan, where our coverage, our analysis of Training Camp 2022, Ready to Ride, presented by Mountain High Appliance. Chad and Nate are ready to go. We give their show back to them. They're coming up live from UC Health Training Center next. Hey, this is Nate Jackson. Thanks for checking out Chad and Nate On Demand, presented by SCL Mortgage, the home of MySpecialMortgage.com.